Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I remember it just like yesterday, and it actually it wasn't yesterday, it was actually two days ago. Running on the treadmill, watching the Vikings game against the Cincinnati Bengals, Texting back and forth with sports anchor from Fox 9, Jim Rich, who joins us now. Um, we were debating several different things, but I think that we can come to an agreement that was a super frustrating loss for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Jim, always a pleasure to have you on the show. But that was one that this team let slip away. And I know that there's a lot of criticism from people about Kevin O'Connell and the tush push and all that stuff, whatever. But I got to be honest, I got to throw a little bit of criticism um, the way of Brian Flores. Brian Flores has been spectacular this year as a defensive coordinator. But the reality is, Jim, in that fourth quarter, they did give up 21 points. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, First off, Henry, for having me on. Pleasure to be with you. Always a pleasure to have you. It was not a good ending for that Vikings defense. And, you know, this team has lived by the blitz and disguises, the Bengals made changes at the half because they were not able to get home that Viking blitz. And when that happens, that exposes those young cornerbacks, young safeties, and, you know, it hurt them. Even though Jamar Chase wasn't there at the end, T. Higgins still had a huge game. Tyler Boyd was there at critical moments. And Browning got hot. He, what, completed eight straight he put up a ton of points from the third quarter on, including into overtime. And that's really where the things went off the rails because the Vikings just couldn't close it out. Now, today they talked about getting some pieces back. We'll see. But you're right, that defense, which has been the reason the Vikings are a 500 football team right now, didn't back it up in that second half. Yeah, and, you know, you look at everything that happened offensively for this team. Jordan Addison goes for 111 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, his return, he's got 84 yards. He got Ty Chandler going off for 132 yards rushing in a touchdown, and you still lose the game. 
I thought that one of the big factors in them losing the game is the fact that they got down in the red zone, man, early on, and Nick Mullins was just (laughs) – he didn't have a terrible day, but, man, those turnovers absolutely killed this team because those are points that you take off the board. Right. There was six points minimum there yep, and perhaps even more because they could have easily converted those field goals from where they were on the field. And I asked Pete Bursich that last night on our Sunday night show about, you know, why are these quarterbacks panicking? You know, they've played the position their whole life, yet you saw Dobbs the last couple of weeks when the pressure got to him, he just kind of like throw the ball away like you're playing schoolyard football, saying, no, no, you didn't get me. I, I threw it away. And Mullins was the same thing. The guy is sitting next to you on the ground, and somehow you decide it's a smart play to throw the football. It's, I just don't get that. And Pete just says, funny things happen when you're about to get crushed by 300-plus-pound human beings. And he goes, the quarterbacks, they just have to learn. These are backups. They are guys that haven't been put in these situations time after time after time. He said we saw that with Kurt Cousins going through this where he would cough up the football or wasn't ready to be sacked or wasn't ready to be hit. And he says it's just part of the maturation process when you're using people that are not into that day in and day out. And obviously they're pretty correctable. Just hang on to the football no matter what's going on around you and you live for another play. But, you know, both of those turnovers are are ones – and there really was actually four interceptions because that throw to Addison in the end zone where he somehow came down with the touchdown was crazy. Even the announcers were cringing. They're like, what is he doing? And then you also had the other one where the Bengals were offside, but he telegraphed that pass for the pick six, but it was all brought back because Cincinnati jumped. But there was a lot of things that uh, have to be corrected for Mullins moving forward. Jim Rich, Fox 9, joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Any positives that you take out of the, uh, of the loss on, uh, on Saturday against Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ty Chandler is number one on my list. I thought he was fabulous. I thought his way of attacking the options that he had, you know, he, he wouldn't just run right into the pile. But when he decided where he was going, he really took off, showed some shiftiness when he got by the first wave and into the second layer. I thought he was fantastic. I mean, Mullins was good. I mean, it wasn't a complete disaster. It's just you have to think every single play. But throwing over 300 yards, the Vikings haven't had that since Cousins went down. Uh, Jordan Addison continues to astonish I think, with what he's done in his rookie season. He's really developed into way more of the player than I thought he was going to be in his first year. So those guys certainly stepped up. And, you know, I think Daniil Hunter continues. I mean, if if this is just all salary-driven, knowing that he's going to get a major payday at the end of the season, uh, he's setting himself up very well. But he has been fantastic piling up the sacks and really it's been pretty good to see this team play you know individually but collectively they continue to shoot themselves in the foot they're one and seven when they lose the turnover battle 
And that's where we are today. All right, Christmas, this team, Detroit Lions, you talk about, uh, or not, not on Christmas Day, but, but this coming Sunday, um, that, that's a big-time game. Vikings, it's a must-win. They are in must-win territory right now. And it, the, the good news from over the weekend is that Green Bay uh, lost again. But they're at that point, man, where they have to, um, they have to go ahead and grind out victories, and, and, and nothing less than a victory is going to be a disappointment. Right, and I think two out of three gets them into the playoffs, right? They have Detroit here, have go to Green Bay comes here, and then they finish in Detroit. If you lose this first one to Detroit, that last game against Detroit, the Lions may not even care because they'll already have a playoff spot wrapped up. They're going to probably rest people. It's not going to be any pressure on them. So if you want to take it right to the very end, the Vikings, if they lose this Lions game, game one of two, they take care of the Packers because they obviously are a mess right now after losing at home yesterday to Tampa and then go to Detroit and you're in a, a win and in situation. So it would be nice, yes, to take care of the Lions right here and keep the pressure on Detroit, push them farther down the road because – you know, like it's not as bad in baseball. Like you were there at Target Field when Houston won that playoff series mm-hmm. and they're celebrating in your ballpark and they're dancing around on your field. And, you know, football's not like that, anyways. But still, you don't want to see somebody win a division or clinch a playoff spot in your building. So hopefully the Vikings can avoid that scenario when they play the Lions this week. Um, where are you at on the tush push? Because people are all in their feelings about it. Uh, some people say, oh, it should be banned. Um, there, there's a lot of people that, that uh, you know, have various different opinions on it. I have no issue with the tush push. The only team in the league that's, that's good at doing it and they perfected it is the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that everybody else should not do it because they're not good at it, especially the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. When Kirk Cousins was healthy, we tried it, didn't work. Now we're doing right. it with Nick Mullins again. It just it, it makes no sense to me. Well, my only question of it, I'm not a big fan of the play. And what happened to the penalty of aiding the runner? Remember, that used to be a penalty. I don't know where that penalty went. I didn't know it's been uh, never been enforced though. When 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 when, when a guy when 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 a guy catches a football start last night with Buffalo and Dallas, James Cook uh, or somebody caught the football and like. The, everybody's pushing the pile for like an additional 10 yards. So, right. so, so, so I, I mean, I have no issue with the tush push at all. Well, I, I just, I just remember that being a, a penalty back in the day where you basically pick the runner up and carry him into the end zone, things like that. And th- that used to be a penalty. Now it's not, uh, I don't think it's a very creative play. It's not very exciting to watch for fans. But you're right. The only one that is built to do it is the Eagles. They have an offensive line that is enormous. They have a quarterback that is a huge human being, and they've got the right people behind them to get him the two, three yards they need. Uh, The Vikings aren't built like that. Their offensive line hasn't been the strong point for this team for years. So why would you think that they'd be able to pull something off like that? And Mullins is not a running quarterback. It's not a comfortable position for him. And then you throw a, a kid that's, uh, you know, as big as you and I as being your pusher really didn't seem to make a lot of sense, especially when Ty Chandler was running so well 
all day. Yeah. How could you not think he could not pick up a yard for you? I, I would have went that way, C.J. Ham, you know, something. Chuck Foreman over the top of the pile, something like that that we've seen in the past instead of what they tried, especially on consecutive plays. That yeah. that was the real disturbing part. You could try it once, yes. They did it a couple other times earlier in the game, converted those. But to go back-to-back in a critical situation like that, uh, I was not uh, enamored with that play call. Hey, Jim, thank you so much for, jo- uh, for joining me here on the show tonight, man. I truly do appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Henry. All Love right. your stuff, and uh, thanks for having me on. All right. Take care. That's Jim Rich from Fox 9 Sports joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, coming up next, Christmas beers. I didn't really know anything about this, but I do now. We talk about it next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Christmas beers. I didn't really know or think of it in this way in terms of Around this time of year, the breweries and certain things that they push out and kind of get marketed as Christmas beers. And part of that is because I'm not a person that um, is – I'm a very casual beer drinker. I'm not a, I'm not a diehard. I'm, I'm very much a novice that way. Like, I've got a great relationship with my friends over at Fulton. I go there. They're like, they're my, they. That's my favorite spot to. You're get a social beer. drinker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and, and and people know that I drink more hard liquor than beer, right? But at the end of the day, you know, I'll go and I'll tip one back every now and then. Okay. But it's not something I got friends that they just every weekend. That's just what they do, right? That's what they do. They're like they're like Chris Tubbs, who's pounding White Claws. <laughs> yes. He's pounding White Claws every hey. weekend. Mr. White Claw on the radio. Hey, well, if I can't have a white Christmas, I can have a White Claw Christmas. Come on now. But, we can all have one of those. But Christmas beers. I saw this in USA Today. 
and they have like a bunch of listed like top Christmas beers, which I which I found super interesting. And they had, um, and a bunch of them are just what are this ales, right? Um, they say that that this time of year, because I say tis the season for Christmas mm-hmm. beers, that. One's like the Mad Elf. The Mad Elf is a Christmas beer that's produced in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, looks pretty awesome, actually, to be honest with you. I actually, I think the bottle looks as about as entertaining as anything else, right? <laughs> Beyond just the beer itself. But are you, are you, um, my, my question is, are you in particular a massive beer drinker during the holiday season? Because I didn't know that Christmas beers... And I'm doing the the air quotes the air here. Yeah. Um, were a thing. Now I know that during the winter, I'm a, I'm a stout guy. I love stout beers. I absolutely love a nice coffee stout um, during the uh, during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Are you in particular a big time coffee not coffee drinker, but uh, beer drinker during the uh, Christmas holidays? Not really. I'm I'm kind of like you. Like in the older that I've gotten, the less I've actually been drinking beer. I'll have a little bit of of hard liquor every now and then. But, yeah, for the most part, we, you know, I'll, I'll go out and have a couple of drinks, you know, socially. But, yeah, as for this, no, I'm I'm not a real big beer drinker in general now at this point in my life. Although, when I see the Christmas beers and, and that they've got this, it doesn't surprise me at all. Because if there's ever a way to put a new product on the market mm-hmm. for a limited period of time, I mean, it's it's brilliant marketing, and if there's if if there's an audience for it, then by all means, put new products out there and put it at a Christmas beer and market it however you want, and you know, go on your merry way. CCO text line six five one four six one nine two two six. What's the best Christmas beer out there? What do you suggest if I'm going to a holiday party? And I need to bring a six-pack of a nice craft beer or whatever, right? What do you suggest that I bring? I'd love to hear from you if you have uh, some suggestions. Because I'm seeing here uh, some of the experts' favorite holiday brews. This one, it says uh, Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Um, and it's described as it's malty with almost a toasted uh, fruitcake vibe. It's got breadiness, but a little tang of fruit and spice in the Midwest, which is a big beer drinking area. It's a cult favorite. Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Uh, This one, Prairie Christmas Bomb. The beer is a Christmas spice version of Bomb, the Oklahoma City Brewery's uh, uh, flagship offering. Their normal bomb is chocolate, coffee, chili, and vanilla. That sounds super interesting. That's right? not, yeah, that, that, see, that, su- that doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad. It says this one is a giant 13, <laughs> whoa, 13% alcohol imperial stout with all of this, uh, all of these Christmas spices in it. 13%? 13% alcohol. Oh, that's, man. That stuff's going to kill you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That's, I'm dead. 13% alcohol imperial stout? That is... Uh, Man, don't tell uh, Wes Phillips about that. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. You know what I love about some of these like, holiday drinks, though, is the fact that the, you're using some of the 
some of the ingredients that yes. you would normally find I, in. I love the I love the creativity. To yeah, it. yeah. Like you're coming together. You're like, okay, well, we know that you know, like in, in October, everything's all about pumpkin spice because we're leading up to. Oh, I'm sold ha- for that. Halloween. See, I love pumpkin spice. Like that's. You're not that guy. Oh, I am that guy. You are the guy that in the fall when everybody's doing the whole pumpkin everything, you're you're all about the pumpkin spice. You can inject that stuff into my veins. Oh, gosh. oh yeah, I'm a. I'm all about pumpkin spice. Don't say you go to Starbucks and order the uh, whatever those pumpkin spice dr- drinks that they do. No, I go, to, I go to Caribou and order it. I don't go to Starbucks. If I have a choice between Caribou and Starbucks. Uh... No, man. I'm, I'm, uh... But here, like, I mean, you've got the, the gingerbread and the cinnamons and, you know, for t- I still can't get over the 13% alcohol. That, that's that. No, I'm still blown away by that. Like, I'm dead serious. That might be the highest percentage that I've seen. I don't think I've ever seen anything in double. 13%? I've never seen anything. Like, in terms of, like, the specialty beers, I've never seen anything over probably 6.5%. That's crazy. No, that, oh, no, no, no. 6.5%? You've I, seen, oh, I, I think I've got some stuff at home that's like 9.5%. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even from Fulton. Okay. I guess if you wanted to knock you on your backside, that's a good way to get yourself through the holidays if you can't remember the holidays. That is, that's, that's something else, man. Yeah, I, I guess there's some, I'm seeing right now, there's even one here that's put out by Sam Adams that's 18.5%. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, dude. That's a high ABV, man. Yeah, that's that that's that's a little too... If I had that on a Friday, man, I'd be calling in sick on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You wouldn't see me for like a week. Yeah, there's there's in, in the in the states in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. There's there's a brewery. It, it's it's Utopia. No, no, this is called Utopias. This is put out by Sam Adams Brewery. Okay, I guess this one's twenty eight percent. They have one from the Avery Brewing Company. That's 18.5%. 18% is Chocolate Rain from the brewery, which is spelled B-R-U-E-R-Y. And then there's one, Dogfish Head Crab Brewery, 17%. Um, they have another one that's an IPA that's 15 and 20%. Did you say one was 28%? Sam Adams Utopias. Oh, dude. Oh. Yeah, I couldn't do it. And they spelled brewery, one of them B-R-U-E. Well, they, they probably. That's, that's a different one. Yeah, they, they probably had a couple of those and then decided they were going to try and spell brewery, and that's what they ended <laughs> up coming up with. Oh, man. I I couldn't I couldn't do it. I'm all into the holiday drinks. That's great. But that's, I mean, there's some that has, like, toffee and, like, they call them cocoa nibs, whatever those are. I okay. mean, like, little pieces of cocoa, I assume. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. I... I'm not that adventurous at this point in my life. I got you. Good luck to you. All right, coming up next, uh, after we take a look at the local weather, um, my next topic um, just involves, well, quite honestly, no, you're not being attacked because you are gay. It's because you're an idiot. I'll explain next on The Lake Show. You know, sometimes in life, and there's a lot that's going on everywhere. There are a lot of people that are under attack in the world today. There's a lot of racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, a lot of isms, a lot of hate out there. But the incident of a gay Democratic staffer in Washington, D.C. over the weekend, 
not only disgusts me, but it's insulting. So there is a Democratic center staffer by the name of, and and I hope that I'm pronouncing it correctly, 24-year-old Aiden Mace Zorowski works for Maryland Senator Ben Cardin. He recorded his encounter with another man in on the uh, the dice of the uh, judiciary room. The video it surfaced on the website of the Daily Caller, and it's pretty pretty illicit. It's, it's, it's graphic, right? It's it's basically pornography. Rumors of the video were first raised by another conservative gossip site. This, according to uh, the Telegraph. Now, he's lost his job, according to Senator Cardin's office. They say that Aiden, I think it's pronounced, is it Mace Zorowski, is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. We will have no further comment on this personal matter, a spokesman said in a brief statement. Um, now, he posted, um, Aiden posted on LinkedIn um, that he had been going undergoing a difficult time. Quote, I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda, he wrote. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated, and I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. You, sir, you need to sit down and shut up. With all due respect, sit down and shut up. Any attempts to characterize your actions otherwise are fabricated. You're not being attacked because you're a gay man. What you did is despicable. It's gross. Did you come? Or, did you happen to come across this? Because I'm going to this is how this is how I came across it. Saturday night, I get home after going to the Showtime boxing fights, and I'm just getting caught up on social media stuff, right? And then it and then it was like trending, I guess. And I didn't know what I was clicking on, right? So I clicked on trending and I scroll, and then the the, the video just just pops up. I'm like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa! Like having gay sex in this room. At the Capitol, it's unacceptable. So I don't. No one's trying to hear that you're being attacked for who you love as some sort of political agenda. I don't. I don't care that you identify as. Um, he works for a Demo- uh, uh, a Democratic senator. That doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter if you if you worked for a Republican um, uh, senator. What you did is something that is gross and is not acceptable. Like I don't. There's no place for this. It is. Did you see it? Yeah. A lot of people like to play the victim when something happens to them. Oh, I'm I'm being you know, I'm being penalized because of X, Y, Z. No, you had. A sexual relationship, a, a sexual interaction in a congressional hearing room. You could have done it at home. You could have done it at go home. Go get a go, hotel. Go somewhere else other than a place of business. Like I don't know why you think this is okay. And then I mean, 
playing the victim is not a get out of jail free card. Sometimes when you when you make stupid decisions, you have to be held accountable. Absolutely. And I, I hate it when people say I'm being canceled or it's cancel culture, whatever. No, it's accountability. Okay, we all have to be held accountable in our lives for decisions that we make because we've all made bad decisions. And then it's like, well, crap. I'm going to have to pay whatever consequence. You filmed yourself having sex in a congressional hearing room. That is a place of business. Yep. That is a, like, I don't know what part of I you think this ha- is a good I, idea. I can't have sex here in the studio at WCCO after hours. It doesn't work like that. No. I, I just, I, for, this is the thing that kills me about this story. He, the, the, you just mentioned the playing the victim. I have been attacked for who I love. Would it be different if it was a woman? I no. Mean, I mean, come on, man. No. I, I, close circuit to this former staffer. I can't have sex here when the microphone is off looking at uh, 7th Street here at the station. Mm-hmm. I Like, I'm just going to go in the newsroom and just do whatever the heck I want after hours? It doesn't work like that. Yeah, th- think about the, the room in which the and encounter... And taped it. And they taped it. And the, it got out. The, the room in which the encounter allegedly took place hosted the congressional hearings into the terrorist attacks yep. on September 11th. Yep. To where Sonia Sotomayor, the first Hispanic person to sit on the Supreme Court, was nominated. This is where James Comey gave evidence on Donald Trump's alleged involvement in the Russian interference in the 2016 election. There's a lot of historical perspective. Okay, it it doesn't matter if it was a man and a woman, a woman and a woman, uh, you know, a man. None of that matters. It was an inappropriate act that took place in a place that it shouldn't have. Listen, this is so insane and ridiculous that I even agree for the first time in my life with disgraced former Republican Congressman George Santos. This is how bad it's gotten. I agree with George Santos. He said the AIDS sexuality had nothing to do with the criticism he received. Quote, having sex in a United States government building and filming it is the reason you got heat. And I agree with him. I mean, think about that. This is just the most ridiculous thing that this person could ever come out with. Oh, I'm getting heat because... I'm a gay man. I'm being attacked, and this is the political uh, uh, agenda. No, it has nothing to do with it. Has it has everything to do with you have no respect for yourself, and you have no respect for others. No, by doing what, this. what was what was the? I get so many George Santos comments that I've just got to really bite my tongue on. But I'm 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 gonna you know refrain from that. But what are you hoping to gain when this gets out? Like you did it for the thrill. Because you did something at such a, a such a, a an important place in American history, like where there's so much there's so much history to that area. I don't get why people make sex tapes anyway. I, I don't. I, I don't. I'm dead serious. So, 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 so it's, it's really hard for me to kind of understand it. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around the sex tape. Thing. I, I don't. I, listen. I what people want to do. In your in, own in private your own, time, have at absolutely. it. Do, do whatever you want. I'm not a sex tape person. I'm no. not even. In, I'm not even into. Uh, uh, I would never even take a picture of my junk and send it to anybody. I just that just it just it's a weird thing to me. But whatever you want to do is whatever you want to do. All right. But the but the bottom line is, don't do it at work. Yeah. 
I mean, this is not George Costanza and the cleaning lady, okay? <laughs> okay, George Costanza got caught and fired for having sex with the cleaning lady, okay? I've seen that episode of Seinfeld many times. It doesn't work in the real world, okay? Don't try it. It doesn't matter who you are. But, yeah, stop playing the victim because you made a stupid decision. And now, hey, you got you to gotta own up to it. And that's the problem. People don't want to own up to it. You're not the victim. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. And, and from the 651, so wrong, so wrong, so wrong. Wow. Yeah, I, I was blown away by it. I was I was totally caught off guard when it popped up on when I'm scrolling through and, and I see what's – and I'm like, whoa. It was one of those whoa moments like, whoa. Well, and I tried to – I'm like, I, I got to get out of this. I don't want to get on the feed here. Yeah, like, just, this, just this to not, get you – you don't know where it's going to go. This is not what I signed up for exactly. I, I didn't know where it was going to go. You know where but, it's going to go, yep. Yeah, I got but, you. But, uh, but bottom line is um, they're no longer in that job, and there's no place for somebody like that in that Mess uh, around, find job. out. And look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to insinuate or even think that that's the only time – um, that anything inappropriate like that has happened on Capitol Hill. We, we get that. It, it's probably happening with other people, whatever. But uh, don't get caught, I guess I would say. Don't get caught. Got to be discreet. All right, coming up next, we have headlines. That's next here on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. It's time for headlines for Christopher Tubbs. I, actually, I kind of brought up a, a, a probably a sore subject about NDSU, but that's no. that's oh, I didn't know. Hey. 17 national championships, once in a while, you're going to get a pass interference call that isn't called in the end zone in Montana in an overtime game. But, you know, that's none of my business. Wait, wait, wait. So y'all lost because of a, a call that wasn't made? Is yeah, that there, yeah, there was a... a I saw that. It, hold on, hold on, time out. Don't, you're acting like that was Marquez Val... No, that was not that type of play. Oh, it, you mean you can't hold a guy and pull him down? You thought, it was, a, you thought it was pre- pretty egregious? I, are, are you ta- you're you're talking about the two-point conversion yeah. in overtime? yeah. Now, see, you can't tackle it. You can't I, I tackle a receiver. I, I got to look at it again. Okay. You, you, I got to look at it. I, I got to, no, I'm, I'm being fair. I got to look at it again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you take away the fact that he pulled the receiver down before he caught the ball, not it, a pass. It didn't, look like, it didn't look like that when I saw it initially on, on ESPN, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. Frame by frame. Believe me, I did some CSI stuff, but hey, 17 national championships, you know, we can give you all maybe a couple more, I guess, out there. Hey, former Minnesota governor is sounding the alarm when it comes to the state's water supply. Former Governor Arnie Carlson is holding a forum this week where he will take aim at lawmakers who he says have become controlled by special interest groups, particularly when it comes to the mining industry and the threat to the state's water supply. Quote, since 2010, the Environmental Committee uh, has not heard a single bill that would reform mining or protect our water. Now, that's 13 years without a hearing. That's incredible. Now, he questioned why the state is doing business with Glencore, which now owns Polymet or Normet after a merger earlier this year for group that group for years. Rather, that group has been working with state and federal governments to plant a mine right next to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. Now, that company in May 2022, he says, was convicted of criminal conduct. The biggest offense was the bribery of public officials. Mm. Now, they pled guilty in 2022 and had to pay over $1.1 billion to resolve government investigations into violations of the Foreign Corruption Practices Act, the FCPA. Justice has found that state regulators not only ignored concerns from the Federal Environmental Protection Agency about the northeastern Minnesota mine, but attempted to conceal warnings from the public. 
The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency and the EPA sought to avoid public scrutiny and to hide the risk of illegal water pollution from the public eye. This, according to Justice Anne McKeague, wrote in a concurring opinion, the secrecy is unacceptable. Pollution Control Agency spokeswoman Andrea Corner said in a statement in response to the ruling that the agency continues to seek clarity from the federal government and the company on how to address these critical water quality issues. Hey, listen, don't negatively impact our water supply, and I think that we'll all be fine. Like, that, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't want anything to be putting our water supply at risk, and let's not hide the risk of illegal water pollution, bottom line. I think it should be scrutinized publicly because that's just, I mean, it should be out there. Water is, like, water is essential to everything in life. I think you need to be as transparent because it is such a vital part of our, of our life source. Like, we need transparency. Like, this, it just seems like common sense. And kudos to, to Arnie Carlson for maybe you know, addressing one of the more under, you know, want to say overlooked aspects. Hey, an annual survey has found that the number of people experience homelessness in the United States has hit an all-time high, while the cost of housing has become increasingly, increasingly unaffordable. The Department of Housing and Urban Development released its report on Friday showing that the number of homeless people jumped by 12% earlier this year compared to the year before. 12% jump represents about 70,650 people losing their homes. HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge released in a statement along with the report noting that while the issue is, quote, solvable and should not exist in our country, homelessness remains. Among those to experience homelessness, the most were black Americans who make up 37 percent of the homeless population. Asian Americans saw the biggest increase in homelessness from 2022 to 2023, jumping 40 percent. Report also noted that there was a drastic increase in the number of people who became homeless for the first time in their lives Report found that between the fiscal year 2021 and 2022, the number of people who became newly homeless increased 25%. Newly homeless, 25%. Homelessness is already an issue. Now we're adding 25% more people to the number. Yeah, it's and HUD said that the increase in homeless has been caused by several factors, including the rise in housing costs. It's insane. It's insane, man. Yeah, including, uh, according rather, to Rent.com, rent prices hit an all-time high in August of this year. The medium rent across the board was $2,054. In the country. In the country, across the country. Yeah. and uh, But they've dropped since November, but they're still $1,967 on average. That's... That's a that, lot of money. That, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, when when we start talking about the median prices, dude, it's no wonder we have so many people, man, in terms of dealing with homelessness. Yeah, it's no wonder it's a problem. It really, it it's disturbing. It is, and there's no way that I think you can really. It's got to be real, then somehow, some way, man. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Well, the question is, how? How do you do when? it? When? Like, you need to put a... a Can you cap it? You well, should be able to cap it. For the it. next few years and just say, hey, man, we, we, we got to, you know, we, we talked about increasing wages for people, but this is the thing. Every time we talk about increasing wages for mm-hmm. people and we talk about unions and people striking, 
what's the next thing that happens? The cost, cost of, of whatever, living, yeah. it goes up. So it's like, what's the point? I mean, you have some people out there that rent is half of their net income. Not gross. We're talking net. It's unacceptable. And when you've got that, you consider you've got all of the other utilities, all of the other bills and expenses. And it's it's no wonder that people are struggling when you've got 40 to 50 percent of your net income is going strictly to housing. Hey, and uh, finally here, Henry, author and uh, actor Mayim Bialik will no longer host the long-running game show Jeopardy, she announced Friday in a social media post. Mm. Bialik said Sony, which produces the show, informed her that she will no longer host the syndicated version. She wrote on Instagram, I'm incredibly honored to have been nominated for a primetime Emmy for hosting this year. I'm deeply grateful for the opportunity to have been part of the Jeopardy family, she continued. Bialik was nominated for Outstanding Host for a game show earlier this year. She thanked fans and the show's staff for the incredible journey. Spokesperson for the show decided to have one host for the syndicated show next season to maintain continuity for our viewers, and that will be Ken Jennings, who is uh, now the sole host. Uh, Bialik and Jennings initially started co-hosting the show in 2021 on a temporary basis following the 2020 death of longtime host Alex Trebek. Producers in July of 2022 announced the duo would be the show's permanent hosts. Do you feel a certain way about this announcement? Uh, you know, I'm so, I, I actually don't because I don't watch. No, I, I, I don't. Either. I understand from a continuity perspective that you want it to be that way. Yeah, I like me, uh, and I get that. Yeah, I like uh, Mayan Bialik. I really do. I think she's so funny. She was great as Blossom. Did really watch Big Bang. But, hey, I mean, Ken Jennings, he is, he is Mr. Jeopardy. Like, if there's anybody that's attached to Jeopardy, it's Ken Jennings. So it kind of makes sense. All right, I'm about to get controversial here at the top of the next hour. I definitely want you to listen. Definitely would like your reactions. Um, but the topic is about how I'm so disappointed to learn that one of my favorite basketball players, Larry Bird, is a racist. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 